We know of new methods of attack. The Trojan Horse, the fifth column. I just greetings, and we, here we're right. started. This is the fifth column. We're here. Okay. I'm coming. I, right. I cut off the whole That's thing. The we, worst. We're here, and we're having a conversation. It was like already going. I, I didn't want to lose yeah. any of it, and I also don't want to yeah, disrupt sure. it with an overlong introduction. You know who I am. You know what we do. Damn it. And you know what else? Mary Catherine Ham is in the building with us. Glorious Woo! return Ham is in the to the building. podcast. I'm here. So very yeah, she's exciting. Here in New and York I, City. And I say in the building with us. They're all together in New York. <laughs> I am on the on it's the other coast, here. holding down the Western yeah. Front. It's, it's, it's Do you know invaluable. What, you know what's invaluable. great about New York? Yeah, like everything. Everything's so good. It's really <laughs> we uh, so many Mary things Catherine to do. And I just had had dinner, and we yeah. were sitting across from somebody from SNL, which mm-hmm. is uh, you know get like old SNL, good SNL. And Camille is uh, coming from a tent in Oakland. <laughs> yeah, very big tents in Oakland. Well, I'm still Congratulations stuck on the highway, on, actually. On That's getting to the roadblock, on. the ceasefire roadblock. <laughs> what happened to the roadblock? And by the way, did they succeed in getting Israel to stop? <laughs> That's a, actually, that's a yes. multi-part question. Yeah, there was yeah. a ceasefire um, until okay. there wasn't anymore. Uh, yeah, this this morning on, I guess it was the East Bay Bridge. Bay Bridge. I don't know what the hell it's called. Bay Bri- That's Bay, the Bay, Bay Bridge, Bridge, not the Golden Gate Bridge. The Golden Gate Bridge no. is the one I go on over every day. Um, there was this morning a, a severe disruption of traffic when a bunch of protesters um, got out of their cars and blocked <laughs> traffic on the, yeah. on the bridge. Oh, he's very popular. Yeah. It's always and, a very popular uh, way to make your point. Park them sideways was, was in bad. a row, blocking yeah. the six-lane bridge. Yes. Yeah. It's a very Wait. big bridge. And uh, you know why that happened, Camille? Yes. Do you have any idea? Why? Why did it happen? I think you probably know. <laughs> because on one side of the bridge is Berkeley and Oakland. On the other side is San Francisco. And both places <laughs> are totally full of fucking lunatics. So it doesn't matter. Well, I it could don't know be if like, they are filled with lunatics. If they, filled, if they were completely are, filled with me? lunatics, everyone would have said, oh, this is great. We, we are so happy to have our uh, commutes disrupted this morning. Instead, there was, there was rage, like pure, yeah. unadulterated rage. My bo- I, got yeah. I got a text. I got a text. Was that you, Mary Catherine? Or was it, um, was it Catherine Mangaward? We had a text thread. And someone asked, yeah. like, if I was stuck in traffic. And yeah. I got that minutes before my phone rang, and it was my barber. And I have a weekly appointment with him to get my fade um, uh, improved upon or redone or whatever you want to call it. And he was informing me that he was going to be late and that I might not be able to get my fade because mm-hmm. of this horrible protest. And uh, that right there was the moment when I realized that white supremacy is real and that this is in America. <laughs> is something yeah. that we have to fight uh, yeah. unabashedly until I get my fade. When you told me that, and I did when I realized you were actually afternoon. black. Yeah. You're like, I'm getting my <laughs> weekly fade. I was like, yeah, that's pretty race neutral. You Nancy, don't go to the barber well, every single week, Michael Moynihan? Dude, I go to the barber when someone in my life is like, you have to go to the barber. That's the only time <laughs> uh, I, I think it's when two to three people in yes, your life. That's true. You need a quorum. Yeah, if it's it's like, do you remember like, this happened like a couple years ago, it always says, African women that were going on sex strike. Remember that? <laughs> Google it. No. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. no, seriously, they're like, we are mad at the men in the village, we're going sex strike. And uh, they would go on sex strike. I didn't even talk exactly like that. But I think that's- <laughs> Yeah, that's one of your worst happens. accents. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, but you don't know Liberian accents like I do. Would Norman <laughs> Finkelstein go on the sex yeah, strike? No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's what it is. It's the, th- it's the threat of a, 
of a personal uh, uh, sex strike, like my own personal African sex strike. Yeah. And they're just like, I'm not, but you look like that. They don't say it because they're like nice. Women are nice, kind of. Yeah. But they're like looking at you like, huh, that hair's pretty so, interesting. And I'm like, oh de- God, I'm was not. Was that a getting... decision you made or we just. What, the hair? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's like literally just because I know that everyone hates it. It's not because I don't care. <laughs> I stopped caring. I have a daughter. Do you think I fucking care? Look at me. I think you care about not being on the wrong end of a sex strike. Oh, yes. I mean, mm. of course. Mm. Yeah, I'm like, you know. Weird that your brain went straight there. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I am I am like a fucking scab. I'm a strike breaker. I will break that strike. <laughs> Seriously. I will cross There's that no picket line. line. I won't cross it. Like, I'm going to cross it. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> You'll do By the way, speaking of must. Jesse Jackson, can, yeah. this is a weird thing. Yeah. Uh-oh. Isn't it fucking crazy oh, no. that in the 90s, Jesse Jackson, religious figure, man of great moral authority, according to Jesse Jackson, had sex with his secretary and like got her pregnant? Do you remember this? The woman, at, like nobody remembers this, at Rainbow Push in- Since when are you against love winning? No, no, I'm saying this is what made me love him so much. <laughs> yeah, okay. The anti-Semitism I was not cool with, but then he was like, but ah, this. fuck the secretary. And I was like, oh, wow. You're, you're pretty good. I'm like, I'm going to vote for you. Um, yeah, he got in trouble for, for the secretary. We business. call them personal assistants. Yeah, well, yeah, now, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I he still fucked call- his personal assistant. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm enlightened. That actually sounds better. When you say it that way, it sounds yeah. like, well, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Who so I shouldn't say, I fucked the stewardess. I should no. say flight attendant. <laughs> Always yeah. flight attendant. That's right. Okay. Always a flight I'm attendant. I'm sorry we're right. working so blue because we're going to get, how many emails do you think we're going to get of like, I was listening to this with my kids and, you know. Who that listens was your, that to was this your with their kids? Lots of people. Ooh, smart people smart parents. Smart parents smart who parents. care about their children's future. <laughs> Jeff tw- I bet Jeff <laughs> Tweedy does. Um, people yeah. who have not met Moynihan in person. No. Well, they, they, just, they know something about it. Yeah. They don't introduce me to your kids. My, my kids are too young, but yeah, someday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it, I'm we're just talking right now. We were talking at the dinner table at my house last night, and uh, the, the, the discussion was over which parent cusses more, and it's not really a contest. Um, and, uh, and it doesn't count. She's French. Exactly. That's what I say to them. Like, yeah, yeah, uh, you know, yeah. it's a, it's a second language and, and, uh, and whatnot. Uh, and she works at a, in the part of the house where the people can see her, whereas I'm downstairs with yeah. you guys and they can't really hear, but they point out that, well, no, we hear you dropping F-bombs all the time. Oh, wow. And Michael and Camille, cause mom <laughs> plays the podcast and oh, cranks it up. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah. Well, she, <laughs> that's great parenting. Yeah, it, how about this? Let's try it then. Izzy, go to bed right now. Yeah. Just go to bed. You've been up to, what, when did she listen to the day? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, do baby, but Either way, she should probably dinner. go to bed. Yeah, she should. Yeah. So anyway, what's going on in the world? Well, there's a whole <laughs> so, lot, a whole lot going on. This has been a, a revival of interest in and passion for, standing for, I should say, Osama bin Laden. So that's, that's yes. great. He's huge. Uh, on the that, interwebs by the way, that's, these days. That's, that's, that story is too good to check, but continue. I don't care if it's true, as long as we can talk about it. Go ahead. <laughs> so we'll talk We'll talk a little bit about that. Well, certainly certain aspects of it are true. Um, there's no doubt yeah. about that. We, we had a near altercation, a physical altercation in the U.S. Congress, so that's a big deal. Couple the Israeli-Palestinian yes. conflict is ongoing. Uh, George Santos, you, not running for uh, re-election. No, he's uh, not, but I'm going mean, to give you a little uh, preview. Mary Catherine Hamm, very excited about the fight. Yeah. Oh. Wait till we get to it. She's so excited about it. 
Okay. Your girl is like mad that it didn't happen. I am what's the Don the, King of this fight. Like? <laughs> yeah. Which which yeah. fight did you want? Was it yeah. the, was it the Bakersfield Comet uh, dropping the elbow in the back of old? No, Lutz's no, face? no. It was uh, Mark Wayne, Wayne versus Wayne. Teamster. Yeah, that was good. That was yeah. Good. You loved yeah Mark Wayne, <laughs> the Don <laughs> Don King of. Uh... <laughs> All right, let's. Yeah, uh, so let's you know do, those are those yeah. are a couple of things. Also, some some serious concerns about free speech on account of one presidential hopeful who insist that the appropriate thing for us to do in order to safeguard the interwebs and improve civility is to get rid of anonymity on the internet by law. Yeah. <laughs> so that could How be How do you fun. make Ron DeSantis look good on free speech? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, oh, she you found know, a way. You know what you, well, let's not forget about Kathy Hochul, our great governor. That's also true. And if we can, maybe if I can find that clip and send it to Camille and we can play it. Because she just sounds absolutely wasted, and it's unbelievable. <laughs> you have to listen to it. It's unbelievable. Janine Pirro territory? No, I mean, it's it's literally like Foster Brooks giving it. He's like, I don't know. The internet is bad, and it's crazy. You listen to it. She sounds, didn't you listen to it? Did I send it to you? She she sounds fucking hammered. I'm excited wow. about it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to find it, so continue. I'll find it. But I, but I suspect maybe we should just start with Osama bin Laden, because this is the thing that has me- <laughs> The most, the most frustrated and outraged. Um, apparently, a number of of younger people, and that's what I saw in the videos uh, on TikTok that the montage that had been put together, are newly discovering that Osama bin Laden, <laughs> shortly after nine eleven, uh, wrote a letter to the American people in which he detailed the reason why this attack happened. Uh, there was a question that was asked very loudly at the time: Why do they hate us? Um, and there was a rejoinder that you would hear uh, from some people. They hate us for our freedom. And mm -hmm. these young people believe that that is not accurate. And they believe mm -hmm. that perhaps, at least their claim is, because they finally read this letter for the first time and they have discovered that there is so much profound truth in the letter. Um, I don't know if I read that letter when it was first published. I suspect I did not. Uh, I certainly didn't remember the contents, but I have read it anew um, to the, this week, today, actually, um, just a little while before think? we started to record. Well, I discovered that he says explicitly that he hates us for our freedom. That is the reason yeah. why they attacked yeah. us. Um, in fact, it's, it's one of those things where there's like stuff about, Latin? yeah, there's things about Israel well, they don't believe that he did it either. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, no, no, no he, seriously, he admits I don't he did like it. the freedom, and yeah. I did it myself. <laughs> it was me. No, he, he <laughs> says he did it, and he says he would like to do a hell of a lot more of it. But, I mean, he says in the letter, the first thing that we are calling you to is Islam. And then yeah. in, the, in the, the litany of horrible crimes that the United States has committed, um, allowing people to make loans and <laughs> charge interest, this is wrong. Yeah. Um, That's allowing That's allowing crazy. the yeah. homosexuals to run around and do crazy things like get married. Haram. This is wrong. Uh, drinking yes. alcohol and making various uh, intox. This is wrong and ought to be prohibited. Very haram. It is yeah. insane to me that these people, but yes. I can only presume that they didn't actually read the letter. They have not read the letter that they claim to I have mean, read they sound that like is it. proven. But if they read those things, could they possibly suggest that he got a lot of things right? You have to give it okay, to him. Camille, he made a really good point. I, I said this to Mary Catherine Ham today. She said this before, but I went to the letter like you, 
And I thought maybe like <laughs> it's four pages. And you know, it's kind of densely packed together. You're not doing the, the college paper thing where you spread it out. And I just want to read <laughs> just want to read you the first sentence. <laughs> and if you can continue after this and be like, I like this guy, there's something wrong with you. This is the first sentence, uh, the first full sentence. Your former president warned you previously about the devastating Jewish control of capital. Oh, all right. That's done. We're done at this point. <laughs> no, but who's, Gen, who's Gen like, Z is like, swipe right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, this is good. It's President Henry Ford of. Yeah. I mean, it's like the Jewish control of capital is literally the first line. And that's like, we have to, we love this. This guy's amazing is the response. I just love all the, the theatrics. Like, it's like, guys. Oh, in the videos. Guys. Yeah. Yeah. Zoom in. Yeah. Yeah. My life. Yeah. Has been you has been changed. You have to read this. Yeah. yeah. You have. Yeah. It is like it is so much. It's yeah. so much. It's changed. She, I mean, some of these MK people are like tears transforming in into my 15-year-old daughter. Yeah. It's very uncomfortable <laughs> for me. How she no, but that, that emo shit is what's rewarded yeah. in the algorithm. So it's like they have to have their lives changed because they just woke up like newborns today and don't have any context on the world and came across this damn letter. And they're like, oh, and this is a tic- thoughts. This is a TikTok phenomenon, right? More yes. than a YouTube phenomenon. Yeah, for sure. And by the way, I just want to point out that much, much like the Glenn Becks of the day, uh, he does uh, refer to Obama as Barack Hussein. Which is to really play <laughs> right. up the that's Islamic just accurate. connection, right? Look, just accurate. Both sides have have some common common points in the Bin Laden manifesto. Yes, it's um, refer to the Chinese as the Red Chinese because I might get behind that. The, yeah, the other thing that is clearly these are kids that are doing these videos. I mean, you can see that there's one the first girl on all these compilations is from like Chicago. And she's like, you know, what I didn't understand about the 9-11 attack. <laughs> what? <laughs> the fuck didn't you understand? And she was like. How to pronounce her A's. And she was like, I, what, was, what did she say? She was also deconstructing Christianity. And yeah, I'm yeah, like, girl, maybe yeah. you should stop deconstructing <laughs> shit. Because this yeah, is exactly. it's not leading you anywhere good. Dude, that girl, if it was five years ago, would be in Aleppo. Like with five kids and like a, a Belgian jihadi husband. But this, this thing where she's like, I feel, what was this line? It was something like. Like I feel embarrassed. Oh yeah, yeah she's like, I feel embarrassed, and, and I'm we like, were like oh. for liking this stuff, or that. And she's like, for not having read this amazing piece of work before. <laughs> I love it so much, but you could tell it was real because I went to her TikTok, and it's just crazy. I mean, you know, it's it's from like we need we need uni- like universal health care, like single payer. Um, jihadism, and it's just like it gets there. You get <laughs> we to need that Sharia law right now. Yeah, exactly. That's what we need you in America. T- that's who takes care of their own the Sharia. But you can tell that they didn't really read it because if you look at the uh, the letter. There's really a lot about Iraq, and these girls in these videos, they're all girls, I, I, except for one person who I'm sure wants to be referred to as a girl. <laughs> Right, <laughs> that's that entirely that possible. Fair? Actually, is yeah. that fair? It seemed yeah, like it. That was my read. That was my read. That was my read, yeah. my read too. Yeah, but I don't want to presume anything about his pronouns. I'll wait until he tells me. You know who would? Who? Osama bin Laden. <laughs> <laughs> when he threw him out of a cave in Tora Bora, was like, you know what? This is a bit gross to me. Oh my god! Actually, no. He's the. Uh, he, I mean, the Taliban's a bit cross-dressing. You know about that? That's true. Yeah, they have I all mean, the photos where they all makeup on with them. 
and and there are multiple letters, but the but the one from um from uh, <laughs> so many letters. The so one, deep in the letters today. Great, he was such a great letter writer. Yeah, he's <laughs> prolific. Bin Laden, prolific. a man of letters. Yeah, at least they were. <laughs> but the one, signed in his own name, they weren't like an uh, like an academic group letter. Yeah, or a bunch yeah. of poets exactly. at the New York Times like we, banding we should, together. To, we should rent one of those trucks and just drive around with his face on it. Be like, this guy sucks. <laughs> But it's been Laden guy that everyone's talking about. I don't think he's very good. Not good. But the clear, but the clear, but the clear goal of this letter in laying out the charges against America and saying explicitly, you have to do all of these things. If you don't want us yeah. to murder all of you, you have to do all of these yeah. things. It's not just like stop supporting Israel, get out of our land. No. It's convert, <laughs> convert, yes. obey all of our precepts and understand that we will have an opportunity to, you can participate in the religion of unity and agreement on the obedience to Allah and total equality between all people without regard to their color, sex, or language. None of those things matter mm. because we murdered yeah. ev- all of the infidels. Yeah. The only people who yes. we permit to live are the true believers, the people who will confess that Allah is in fact merciful and great. That's what you have <laughs> and to these, do. These, and these affluent white chicks are like, sounds like a deal. That's sounds amazing. great. <laughs> ISIS bride lo- energy is very strong. Don't you love that? That fucking sentence is amazing. That is essentially like saying, you know, we're going to kill all the Mexicans and then we'll all be equal. It's so <laughs> it's like, crazy. You have to convert to Islam. And then they, he literally says, we will be equal then. So I have a serious question here, and this is something that I've been trying to wrap my head around for many, many years, actually since 9-11. I mean, Matt and I, we've talked about this before, is the kind of instinct for people like this. I mean, first of all, let's just say, um, and I don't think people really understand this because the way they're talking on these TikTok things, Bin Laden really never cared much about um, Palestine. Wasn't a main It wasn't a main issue for him. And he did then do it when it, helped his cause, right? So this is what has been learned by every scumbag terrorist and dictator was what does Putin do? He talks about trans issues and then all these fucking dummies <laughs> like someone like Jackson Hinkle, whoever that is. Is that a real, is that, it sounds I like- I don't a, think it's a real person. A, no, it sounds like a character from Hogan's Heroes or something. He's like Jackson Hinkle and he's like, oh yeah, yeah, he's on our side. He doesn't like the- culture war stuff it's like no he's just tricking you because you're stupid it's not just jackson hinkle though obviously <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all tucker carlson tucker carlson's similar yeah. Yeah. yeah but that so i mean that when it plays he talks about it it was never his big concern but why not in this uh, like why not just go to the chomsky right i mean even that i wonder why people are so susceptible to the because it's of, book length <laughs> they ain't gonna right. read that short books yeah you've seen those they're little monographs yeah I mean, but that's they true. need a two-page letter and like camille says they they read like two paragraphs yeah of it. yeah yeah but the first one was about how much how much capital the jews have so <laughs> you'd imagine <laughs> they'd pull the ripcord about then but apparently i'm wrong no apparently not. yeah oh man yeah, why, what is the what is the the instinct amongst mostly affluent well-educated, usually college-educated within a a university universe now or quickly out of it um, that kind of pushes people towards this kind of madness. I think that there is, uh, uh, this might not fully answer the question because it's a big one, but like there is a slow motion running across the green meadow uh, attempt to like embrace in the middle. And on one side you have... um, terrorists or Osama bin Laden or whoever are the kind of perpetrators of this 
they've already done the thing or they're contemplating doing the bad thing, but they also want good publicity. Yeah. And on the other side, you have people who just want to oppose the main narrative, especially if the main narrative is agreed upon by more or less the U.S. government, the president, the elite national security discourse. And so they come rushing. And it's always instructive to look at what both sides of that little equation are saying in the immediate aftermath. Because what did yeah. Noam Chomsky say on September 11th, yes. 2001? He said, this pales in comparison to example, for example, to the U.S. bombing of the aspirin plant in, I believe, Sudan. I forget the details. It was in Sudan, it. yeah. Um, Wag the dog one, yeah. Right. And and I'm I'm going to guess, and if I'm wrong, uh, I'll be fact-checked in real time, that that wasn't part of the original complaint from Osama no. bin Laden. He was complaining largely about U.S. troops in the Holy Land um, in <laughs> Saudi Arabia after- Who I think had, they had left at that point too. Uh, by 9-11, I think they were- uh, I think there were some stragglers left, if I remember yeah, correctly. Yeah, but it was not big. Mary, Mary Catherine, I want to, because I, I think Matt's right, and it reminds me of- the thing about conspiracy theories, why people love to believe them in, in it's, it's kind of a social reason in some ways where like if you're at a dinner party, they love to be like, actually, I can't believe you believe that. I have the real truth. There's like this kind of satisfaction people get. In yeah, this is what I use at dinner parties all the time. That's yeah, why yeah. people love to invite me. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Particularly when you're talking about the Holocaust. No, it does. It makes you feel special. Yes. That you've figured something out yeah, that yeah. other people haven't figured out. It's <laughs> yeah. subversive yeah. and it's yeah. Osama bin Laden. But in this case, you know, it's Osama bin Laden. So like that's a, a swing and a miss. But do, but do you think that also that that name rings in our heads in such a specific way, right? I mean, that was, I mean, after 9-11, these kids were not born on 9-11. Does it not does it not land the same way because it do, they don't really talk about it? I, I imagine that there's you know it's not in the Ibram X Kendi book that they're reading at school. Yeah, that probably is one case. And the other thing that I'm I'm just kind of uh, curious about is how awesome is it for you, Mary Catherine? You self identify as being at least a little bit right of center, right? Yes. Uh, to see definitely a lot more people who describe themselves as right of center. Running in slow motion across the meadow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Looking. Who I've can got, we meet up with? I've yeah. got the secret knowledge now. Yeah. No, this is this is the problem with so many things because honestly, you shouldn't trust the state and you shouldn't trust the intelligence agencies all the time. And like, <coughs> there there are real reasons to be very very skeptical. Skeptical, mm -hmm. and I think the mm -hmm. COVID era gave us many more reasons to yeah, be skeptical. For sure. Uh, but there's the there's a mirror image to so open minded that your brain falls out. And it is so skeptical <laughs> that nothing is true. Yeah. And some things are yeah. just true. That's a Tucker. Tucker I, mean, I think that's, in, that's cynicism. Nothing's true. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's yeah. cynicism though. That's the difference between those, those two things. Um, skepticism and cynicism. The skeptic at I least think it's is nihilism somewhat more, really. in true. Yeah. But I have trouble talking people off of the ledge because they're like, but this happened during COVID. I'm like, well, that's a fair point. A lot of those conspiracy yeah, theories yeah, are real. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to spot you that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, did you get your boosters? <laughs> I mean, it really takes like but one I, Randy Weingarten tweet to get like uh, MK Hammer with every oh single person God. who hates you, Randy Weingarten. You're the one who, like you hate her more than anyone on earth. Uh, who here has uh, published something at Reason within the last, I don't know, three hours just oh, screaming me. at Randy Weingarten? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, it wasn't me. It was, did? Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. That's why we had you on, I guess. I didn't know that. Wow. No, um, she's like AI generated. She's AI generated shit. <laughs> so, but, but how frequently, Mary Catherine Ham, because you live in DC and, I, and none of us here do, 
Um, we all did at one point, but yes, um, you're in D.C. and you're amongst kind of political people and political people on your side of the aisle, kind of nominally on your side of the aisle. How frequently are you running into people kind of post-COVID, I'd say post-Trump first and then post-COVID, who have just really lost the plot on a lot of things? And that can be uh, left and right. And I will just start, and you don't have to say this because it's somebody that you know and I know too, and he used to be your boss at the moment, like Bill Crystal on the left, who's mm-hmm. I think kind of lost the plot. And um, like Bill Crystal on the left. Yeah, yeah. no, it's, it's true. It's true. <laughs> yeah, he self-identifies as a Democrat. Yeah, I mean, it's just I'm trying to I'm trying to honor his pronouns of <laughs> party he's a part of. He says he's a Democrat. I mean, he's, he's very open about he's it. He's a Democrat. He's a Democrat. Fine. Um, but you do he, you see that he a lot? told me to vote for Terry McAuliffe. I was like, no, sir, I cannot yeah, do that. He actually, oh my god, <laughs> even in private, not in, not in private, just in his his oh, public oh, yeah, yeah, pronounce, yeah, yeah, yeah. I pronouncements. I thought, was, I thought he like called you. I was like, I can't do it, man. Yeah, definitely not. But you see it a lot, I imagine, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's important to remember that I'm very boring because I have many, many children. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not yeah. sure how often I'm in person. I yeah. see people spin out online more you know often. No. Yeah. Whether it's three or four, how many do you have? It's four. It's yeah. Four. That's a lot. Yeah. A lot of people <laughs> missed that last one though because yeah. they were really stacked fast. Yeah. Steve. Right? That's his name, right? <laughs> Little Steve. Everyone forgets about people, him. People kept seeing me pregnant with the last one and were like, "I swear she had that baby." Yeah. <laughs> no. The last time I saw it, I'm like, I guess she's just fat. I don't know. Like, I don't want to say anything. <laughs> turns out I'm not. Yeah. Turns out <laughs> you're not. No. Um, but no. So. I, but I see people spin out online more often, which is where the spinning out happens. Yeah. Most of the time. Do you ever you... intercede? Do you ever like try to stage an intervention and be like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Camille I does know... that every day. Every day. <laughs> I do every try. Day. No, I do try. It's I will, I care I will talk. I, do, I, I will talk in person to people who have really wild views because I yeah. want to keep that. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. The, the gates open. Sure. And, uh, and I think that you look, people have a lot of weird views on, Various things, and if you're gonna you're gonna shock me with one every now and then, yeah. and uh, but I still can you just, engage po- with you you just on other pointed things. me to me heavily at morning because we there. just we had just, a conversation about, about the insane things we believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I did like, the thing that I always do, and I'm like, what's your and the view you wouldn't happily put on a podcast? Well, oh, what yeah, is let's talk about that right now. now? Yeah, what is that? No, fuck. The, the, <laughs> what did you just say? That. The one you won't put on a podcast? Yeah, but all the more reason to do it now. And Ooh, I, because yeah. I'm a wise public figure, was like, I'm one hand, tell me more about you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. And I was like, so this slavery business, let's, let's start at the beginning. Let's I mean, it how bad it was it exactly? <laughs> Actually, that's my, that's my, that's my line. Um, that's your Kanye, your Kanye line. Yeah. It was Can't a choice. What was Obviously. Kanye's line again? Slavery was, was a, a choice. choice. 400 years? Wait. That sounded like a choice wait, to but me. What, what was his argument? I don't think he knows what his argument was in that moment, to be yeah. totally honest. I, I, I only yeah. vaguely remember it. Um, I'm, I'm remembering something I, that someone said to me, and I think it was said to me in private, so I can't, I can't say it. I'm not going to well, say Well, you it. just don't identify no. the person. You're fine. Well, no, no, I can't. Really? Because they're, they're directly. Do you know how mad our listeners get about this stuff? <laughs> I get so mad about this I'm stuff. I'm saying they're directly implicated Mike. in the situation. But but I don't All remember right. if this was something they said in public or in, in private to me. But something yeah. along the lines of I gave I gave Kanye that line, and I was actually we were kind of talking about something in an abstract way, <laughs> and he just ran with it and just mm. parroted it to TMZ. Yeah, which yep. See now this is a danger with Kanye or Donald Trump. You can put something in their ear and it's just going to oh, yes. come right out. Yeah, mm-hmm. the next second. Yeah. 
That's like the yeah. that's like the COVID thing where he was like, yeah, you know, you put the light in the lungs and just clean that whole thing out. There was an experiment yeah. experimental treatment that was being used. Mm-hmm. Someone mentioned it, so he starts talking about pouring bleach in your lungs and spraying spraying spreading light in there, and that'll fix everything. Yeah. Um, and they I, said, and, and by the way, also the immigration, um, uh, the criminals, rapists, mm. is from yeah. Coulter. It's like is that is that right? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, oh. that's an Ann Coulter um, um, argument. I will not say that I agree with that. This Mexico argument, is not that sending is that... their best. Well, that one is that was his flourish. Oh, that was his <laughs> refinement. Like had... Yeah, <laughs> he, he refined like, it. He was like, These and, are and not I think you're going a little far. Let me just say that Mexico yeah. isn't sending now, by the best. <laughs> yeah, but that's by nuance. the way, that Trump is the nuance. that is yeah. the least controversial thing that he's ever said. I mean, Mexico is obviously not going to send us their best. They also don't send people. They don't don't do it themselves. They don't send. I I remember seeing his first, um, or seeing him for the first time at uh, Freedom Fest in July of 2015. I wrote a a piece called The Idiocracy Candidate. So I guess I was the first one to make that very obvious uh, point. But um, he was like, Mexico is, is doing, you know, the... Uh, sending us more of their people than Cubans did the, during the Marielle boat lift. Yeah. And just even on that level of like the verb. Yeah. 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 <laughs> there's a verb problem yeah. there. Yeah. They're not sending. No. <laughs> and just realize like, I'm, that was, I'm that fucked. Was this is going to be a long time. It was the always the ones about, you know, parents sending their kids to war. And it's like, no, they're 18. They've yeah. made decisions on their own. They're doing this on their own. No one's sending anybody. Sending is one of those really pernicious verbs that pops up. No, I mean, but, we should we, ban sending. We should ban. We yeah. should get Kathy mm. Hochul. That is a um, good by idea. By the way, Camille, I sent you that clip. If you want to upload it there, and uh, you can upload it to Riverside and just uh, you know, yeah, yeah. play it because it's 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 truly a work of art, and I don't know why it hasn't gotten more attention. It's gotten some attention, but um, from you know the usual quarters. But it's a really really fantastic uh, bit of um, performance art. But, I want to hear drunk Kathy. Uh, oh, I'm, it is really incredible. I'm amazed at the people. She might have had a stroke, though. I don't want to be mean, but I think she could have had a Had stroke. Dries, wine, yeah. wine governor. Yeah, <laughs> she's wine. wine I am wine. amazed, as an aside, at the people who make it to really high levels of public service, which requires a lot of public speaking. Yes. Who are so deeply bad at it. She sort of happened into it. She happened into it, yeah. yeah That's so true. That she did sort of fall kind of like at, the Bill de Blasio of the... Yeah. Of the Also, we're very focused on the data we're collecting from surveillance efforts, what's being said on social media platforms. And we have launched an effort to be able to counter some of the negativity Hmm. and reach out to people when we see hate speech being spoken about on on online platforms. Our media analysis, our social media analysis unit has ramped up its monitoring of sites to catch Incitement to violence. Can I get another one of these martinis over here? Yeah. To others. And all this is in response to our desire, our strong commitment to ensure that not only do New Yorkers (laughs) be safe, but they also feel safe. What is happening there? What is happening there? Look, here's the thing. Everybody everybody, Everybody in New York, and I'm talking about like Albany is part of New York and New York City. It's not it's just not the city only. But we gotta stop it. We gotta stop this shit now. It's getting bad. Oh, she was safe. like fucking sounded wasted, didn't it, she? 
There were several words. Several. Upon. My favorite was when she's like, when they're like, talking about, you know, hey, hate speech is all the speeching about it. I'm a hate. And like, okay, <laughs> sounds good. But then when you stop laughing at it, you go like, oh my God, that is really sinister. Yeah, no, that's it bad idea. It is a sinister thing, right? That's a very bad idea. I mean, it's almost as bad as the Nikki Haley idea this week, which again, like, how do you make Ron DeSantis look good on speech? You do Nikki Haley and say that you want to ban... <laughs> All like first day. This is like everyone's doing like, what are you going to do in your first like half a minute? Uh, even before you take your first presidential poop, um, what are you going to do in office? You are going <laughs> to most Matt Welch ad lib of all time. Listen, I'm just, <laughs> just so, you're trying to imagine what it's like. That yeah, is a milestone. No, I gotta say, for people who do the bingo, the fifth column bingo, I want to add one that you guys never put on there is pooping on his shoes. It's a very <laughs> yes, common Matt, it is Mattism. Yeah, uh, it's all Steve Martin all the way down, but um. Uh, no, that uh, she's going to tell social media companies that they have to uh, make sure that everyone who's going to post on social media is uh, is not uh, using anonymity anymore. Yeah, like, yeah. As if the federal government, like it's papers, please for uh, being on Facebook. Yeah. Um, it's so blatantly unconstitutional, and even if it wasn't, even if it was like totally fine constitutionally, what a stupid fucking thing to do. Why? When I get into office, the first thing we have to do, social media accounts, social media companies, they have to show America their algorithms. Let us see why they're pushing what they're pushing. The second thing is every person on social media should be verified by their name. That's first of all, it's a national security threat. When you do that. All of a sudden, people have to stand by what they say, and it gets rid of the Russian bots, the Iranian bots, and the Chinese bots. And then you're going to get some civility when people know their name is yeah. next to what they say. Accountability. And they know their yeah. pastor and their family member is going to see it. It's going to help our there kids, are, and it's going to help our kids. There are plenty family. of people yeah. saying very stupid things on the internet yes. under their real names. Like including verified. Her. <laughs> they yeah. paid to get verified I wanna ver- themselves. I want to verify that that's actually her and not like a Decepticon. <laughs> it's unbelievable. That's, that's madness. I invented that to make her look bad. It's yeah. madness. And she worked it's on that wild. with her team and they said, oh yeah, this is a great idea. Like this is the And proposal. that's not a single it's the interview. first thing that you'll do when you get into office. First yeah. thing. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Well, yeah, first thing is the, is the show the algorithms, compelling yeah. Yeah. speech and, and business secrets. Yeah. Yeah, this is the second thing. But no, she uh, repeated this in three different venues in like 24 hours, like yeah. making She's sure we understand. She's walked it back now. She's realized that this did not go over well. And but- in one one particular place, she actually says, I want names. I'm allowed to talk like that because I'm Southern. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But she says, I was going to say, want, that's a really bad Indian accent. <laughs> I want names. And I was like, girl, you don't get our names. Yeah. That's the deal. <laughs> yeah. You would be the executive of the country. Yeah. Mm. And we're not giving you that information. But I'm the name executive. <laughs> I'm the executive of names. That's the thing. I By mean, the way, this the, the, the hardest thing for um, people who are kind of libertarianish in orientation or free market in orientation is how deeply this idea has embedded in the culture that internet companies, whether they be um, Facebook, Instagram, same company, um, Google, Alphabet, whatever, um, you know, Twitter, that these are public utilities. People don't even bother making the argument anymore. These should be regulated like public right, utilities. Right, right. She's yeah. just talking about regulating them. Yeah. It's just like they are public utilities in well, her mind. I do think for normie voters, normie voters are like, oh yeah, put your name on it. People will be nicer online, right? Yeah. Who aren't thinking sort of beyond yeah. that, which is the 
the problem with these sort of things because people like us are like, this is insane. But it's, it is exactly like there was – do you remember the Seinfeld episode where Elaine was working for David Dink or says to the advisor of David Dinkins and he loses the race because she says everyone in New York should wear name tags so they're nicer to each other? And Dinkins <laughs> loses to Giuliani. Giuliani's in the episode, by the way. But um, yeah, they're like, I, yeah, I think the same thing. And even Chip Roy, who was thundering on the, the House floor – in things that made a ton of sense and sometimes it was like, mm, I don't know. But he said, um, after making fun of her, like brutally making fun of her, uh, then says, you know, look, we all want civility. Like, that's fine. I get the goal. I don't even get the goal. I don't think the goal is is something the government should have anything to do with. Nor that the government is good at Correct. creating civility. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Just God, no. no. Yeah. Just... Like this is our skill set. <laughs> I have to say, as proved on in Congress this week. No like, one in times. editing this podcast should take out these pauses here because it's incredible. Because it's it's there's so much incredulity that we're not even talking. We're like, what? No, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> what? No, this is cra- what? First of all, that's a national security threat. Let's try to think. I, well, there's four of us here. Uh, we got some brains in the room. Is there any bit of speech? That is relevant to the the history of national security in the United States of America. That was, is important. It's, it's, a, it's a landmark. It's key. That was anonymous or pseudonymous. Can you think of I, one? I mean, I'm starting to go back to the founding of the country. So we've got a couple f- of those <laughs> little federal. Call them papers. The, the federalist. Fab- papers. The fabulous papers. <laughs> the fabulous papers. We need yeah. names. George Matt Welch. George Kennan's X essay. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The long telegram when it was published I in George Santos. George Santos. <laughs> he just long not- tele- Can you imagine his long telegram? Dude, oh. that's that's his nickname online. Long telegram. <laughs> he he. By the way. He got caught using campaign money for fucking OnlyFans today. Did you see that? And Sephora. Yes, Sephora. I mean, Sephora and OnlyFans. I mean, please. Uh, I'm not going to say Second look at running for Congress. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) but I'm sure he was anonymous uh, doing that. No, it's it's a look. Obviously, the people that she's talking about on the internet are not Thomas Paine, they're not George Kennan. But that yeah, but is. They could be they if could they keep be. trying, Michael. Yeah, but also, like, w- what are these companies to do? Let's just be like, be practical. Pretend that you could do this. If all of those companies demanded that, you eliminate the Iranian opposition online who use Twitter like pretty strenuously. You're saying, oh, no, everybody has to be, what, just everyone, Amer- Americans? Or, or do you want to? I mean, because I imagine That's that problem, could probably yeah. be something that they would just institute globally. It'd be very hard to do that in a geolocated way, yeah. right? It's too much of a pain in the ass. So if they did that across the board, all right, everybody's got to... Because you can do that. And I'll tell you an example of when they did do that. The crypto companies in New York, it was like these really onerous like um, regulations. And one of them was that you had to provide documentation for everything. And it, you know, it makes a certain amount of sense. So you could not, if there was like, oh, this crypto, this, this um, coin is going crazy right now and i want to i want to buy it and you went to an exchange that you hadn't already signed up for you had to scan your license and a bunch of like bills and things and they would get back to you like human would go over that and then come back and i I could imagine that that would be what they would imagine we would do and i know it's not going to ever happen because the reaction to it was incredibly negative but that desire is really and i think mary Catherine's right that like when people hear that they're like yeah that sounds good well, it's tr- it, stand by what you say online. It sure. is interesting to me because I don't think that Nikki Haley is either careless or dumb, correct? Mm-hmm. In general, right? Which means that I think she actually believes this, 
And that makes yeah. me more concerned. I know. Way mm-hmm. more, yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and believes this when we're at like year 10 or getting into year 10 of a hugely censorious moment <laughs> yeah. in American political culture. And then year three or four, depending on where you put the line of the federal government just going gangbusters and having the CDC tell Facebook what they can and can't uh, uh, have. I mean, we're only two and a half years from the White House having press conferences. We're like, you know what? Spotify is not doing enough to crack down on Joe Rogan. Like that was a normal thing for yeah. the federal government to do in July The White House, was, involved the White House yeah. was like, if, uh, Joe Biden was saying that Facebook is killing people. Like this was a madness moment and we're beginning to see some legal pushback uh, thankfully in the court system through no help of actual journalists. And I know you've written about this, Mary Catherine, Ugh, and and, uh, the worst. and I had some good fun on uh, CNN with the people worst. who were completely incredulous at the idea of that maybe we don't want government to be like figuring out uh, or d- saying who is uh, <laughs> guilty of misinformation. So like in at the tail end of all of this cens- censorship that's happening right now to say, yeah, you know what? Papers, please, for everybody. We're going to do e-verify yeah, for commenting on for Facebook. Commenting. Yeah, I, I mean, there's there's a conflation of two things here. And there's a cl- conflation of something that is the law and or an aspect of the law that I don't think should be an aspect of the law. And I suppose that is now very controversial. And that is um, hate crimes, statutes, and legislation, which I, I have a lot of problems with, um, which is, you know, effectively legislating something in somebody's brain Thought while they're crimes, committing right. crime. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. not a, we, I think it's bad, right? But you, the Kathy Hochul thing is really interesting because the old joke is that anything that bad that happens on American campuses or in American political culture will, in two or three years, become something that the English have to deal with, the UK has to deal with. This is the opposite. This is the fact that she's talking about hate speech. And people have to stop using this phrase because it sounds in a, like a legalistic way because it is a legal category in the UK, the European Union, a lot of places in the world, you can be done up for hate speech. You cannot in this country. So when Kathy Hochul's like, we have to crack down on hate speech, that sounds as if she believes there to be a legal category called hate speech. No, we have free speech, period. And you cannot have your minions on the internet trying to ferret out these people that have bad thoughts and then say, you know, like what was the the thing that the British call it? It came up recently in the protests, the pro-Palestinian protests, a non, uh, was it a non-criminal hate event? It's something oh like God. <laughs> it's something like it's amazingly like mean or hate legitimately yeah. Orwellian, like not the, the, the dumb use of Orwellian. And it is something like that. I don't know, Camille, if you can find that. I don't mind. And, and the cops are enforcing that, literally enforcing that, and not enforcing. But it goes the into your, violence in the protest. But it goes, and it also goes onto your record. It you it was will file in a police record, despite the fact that it is not a criminal offense. They are, and that is up to the the you know the local constable to decide what qualifies as a non-criminal hate event or whatever they call it but it's something very similar to that language well, so a non-crime I, I, hate incident non-crime wow. hate incident Oof. Yeah. nchi and non-crime that's <laughs> wild isn't that so crazy non-crime hate incident I, yeah I don't like it. What was that accent? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's a non I just called him a body boy. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Not a crime. <laughs> it's just inspired. We, since we have talked about Nikki Haley, as you mentioned, Moynihan, she did um, amend her position uh, of sorts. Uh, the, the new position here being, or the refinement offered on CNBC, I don't mind anonymous American people having free speech. What I don't like 
is any is anonymous Russian and Chinese and Iranians having free speech? Bailey, by the way, if you if you not explaining three of those things, and it just yeah. said what I do mind is anonymous Chinese people. Yeah. <laughs> like, that'd be like just cut it that way. Oh, oh man. man, that's that's a that's a bad attempt at a save. What were you saying, Mary? No, real quick, back to Hochul. Speaking of or- Orwellian, I don't, I don't know what the term was, but they have a unit that works yes. on this. Who mm-hmm. do we imagine populates this unit? Do we think they're free speech scholars? Do we think yeah. they have a a sort of broad or even uh, minimal understanding of of what the lines? No, are I think here? it's somebody who studied puppet theater at Bennington. That's kind of what I imagine it is. I mean, we yeah. we have a literal comptroller in the city of New York, which is not a small position. Like Scott Stringer, big uh, pension of Brad Lander. Oh, yeah, Brad, uh, your uh, favorite. You, uh, you know, you're in charge of pension funds, and you can like uh, browbeat Wall Street and stuff. Guy's a member of the DSA. Um, has <laughs> yeah. never been in any financial position in his life. So this is the level of competence that you get. And importance, like you need a competent person. Positions. Can you only imagine what kind of junior? hack would be there it's yeah. awful it's awful it's awful if i were the kind of person who did reporting i should like look that up you should probably look that up yeah you try to find the people in the unit i would be interested and in see that. what coffee shop they're all sitting at yeah. you know tapping away at their keyboard trying to find errant thoughts from matt welch <laughs> about the teacher the, the haley thing is incoherent the walk back doesn't make any sense because in order to parse mm-hmm. bots from humans you have to run everyone through yeah. correct. the fed system exactly i mean that's yeah. that's actually what e-verify i use that uh, example advisedly because that's the that's the federal system to prove that uh you're only <laughs> hiring american citizens okay so who yeah. does that put the onus on mm-hmm. you have to prove you have to like show through your social security number that you're an american so you, it is a papers please thing in order for legal citizens to prove that they're legal. Um, uh, uh, meanwhile, wh- who does that get wrong? Try to think hard, uh, like who would be seen as not having their name match up against your social security number? Someone who didn't keep their maiden name. Mm-hmm. There's a huge error rate in E-Verify just from that. Um, so as soon as you do any kind of monkeying around your name, if uh, Camille wants you to lose the foster and you just start going with a full like one name mm. wrapper mm. handle yeah. kind of thing, yeah, like Madonna, it's going to be a problem yeah. for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I'm totally uh, screwed. I have like 18 names. Yeah, you have a very Catholic situation going on there. Did you adopt any, like, uh, you're still just at MKH, right? Like yeah. In public. Oh, oh no! Mm. Oh. In private, she gonna get freaky with you. Freaking sheets, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> freaky in the social security. Card. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, what else do we have going on, Camille? Um, plenty, of, plenty of other things. Well, there's been there's been a, a couple of uh, well, a sustained controversy because earlier this week, uh, the Israeli Defense Forces released a video um, of mm-hmm. themselves discovering what is purported to be a tunnel and Hamas hideout near a hospital. And they had made a big deal about publicizing this video because there had been quite a bit of concern, uh, as we all know, about the deaths of civilians and about bombings mm-hmm. near hospitals or on or at hospital facilities. Um, and in this particular case, there's just a great deal of suspicion amongst people who are skeptical of the Israelis as to whether or not this is a bit of propaganda. 
Um, and it's noteworthy that the United States government has also released some intelligence, uh, essentially not affirming the the video itself, but broadly affirming the mm-hmm. claims that Hamas has been using tunnels um, or digging tunnels and stashing supplies, uh, particularly like military supplies, bomb bomb making materials, weapons, etc., inside of hospitals. Uh, making them, from the standpoint of the Israeli government, legitimate military targets. Um, but there's a great deal of consternation about this, and a lot of people insist that this uh, this proves absolutely nothing. These videos are obvious fakes, uh, but the matter remains largely unresolved. Mm. Now, Matt, I suspect you yeah. would agree that these are obvious folk- fakes. Is that correct? I agree that they're propaganda, just because that's what propaganda is. Doesn't yeah. propaganda is one side of a story? Usually, a government um, controlling who sees what and trying to put the best foot forward. Um, the thing that I don't really understand about those who are spending a lot of time parsing or just scoffing at uh, these videos, um, you know, hopefully, all of that makes it. Uh, makes our understanding of them and uh, and our analysis of them smarter. I have my doubts about that, but let's just you know, for the sake of argument, say that that's that's true. But there's like the 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 thing that I can't wrap my head around is imagining that the Israelis are sitting around going, "Yeah, there's no tunnels under there, but we just really want to fucking bomb that hospital." Yeah, it's so good for us when we bomb <laughs> hospitals. It always works. It re- it's really helpful mm-hmm. for the international kind of solidarity effort. It's helpful with our relationship to the United States, whose president, Joe Biden, when we first uh, had heard that uh, Israel, uh, according to the New York Times, um, had uh, an Israeli bomb had killed 500 people at the first hospital, none of which was true. Um, uh, Joe Biden was freaked out and talked about it on his trip and on his way and then on the land of Israel. Um, like trying to work through, I, I can, I can see treating all of these claims with skepticism. Mm-hmm. The first video that was through there, uh, was not the most impressive video. Um, it was like, there's a baby bottle right on top of the little thing that says world health organization. It's like, yeah, could have put it there. Um, uh, the second video, um, uh, which was done by, uh, someone that, uh, Moynihan and I, uh, met Jonathan Cornicus, who's, Jonathan Cornicus. uh, who's a, a very interesting follow on, on Twitter. If you like IDF. Uh, spokesman. Um, I think he's the best one out there. Um, they did an uncut video. It was like seven minutes, like, uh, it, partly in response to the first video at the, I think the other hospital or the other location. Um, he's like, okay, we just, uh, we just got this. Uh, uh, don't come back with me telling me about edited videos. This is unedited. Let's walk, let's go. And, uh, and yeah, it was like Alfred Hitchcock's rope <laughs> one shot the whole time. It was one shot. Um, and it didn't show a gigantic underground yeah. tunnel network of things, but it showed yeah. that there were a dozen Kalishnikovs, some to go bags, things by MRI machines that shouldn't be my MRI machines. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I understand that people, including the uh, New York times data reporter, whose name, uh, a strange name, whose name uh, escapes me right now. Um, was like scoffing immediately. Like it's the first bit of video evidence that they have in one location in this gigantic hospital thing. Um, and he's like, well, you know, they've, they sure have sold us as this being a big uh, place. And this video doesn't show everything. Unlike the Hamas videos, which show us so much when they go into, oh, right. Yeah, they, yeah. Um, that yeah. doesn't. <laughs> happen um my my uh my two questions are like do you think that israel really wants to bomb hospitals 
is one. And then the second one is, let's say all you find is, and keep in mind, they've been telling everybody at the hospitals, you have to leave. Here's a corridor uh, that we will uh, allegedly, or reportedly, they say that they've been providing a corridor to get out uh, safely. They've provided uh, medics, according to them, um, who speak Arabic, and they've provided medical material. So they've done all of this and warned for weeks that um, they're going to come in here militarily. Um, and so there's been plenty of time for people who wanted to leave and take their Kalashnikovs that they could. And there's still a dozen Kalashnikovs and grenades and packs and other kinds of things. How, what is what is the number that you feel comfortable with? Like in okay, your hospital, in your hospital, yeah. like that's not a war. Do you know how many, that's just normal. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, where else are they going to go? The, yeah, how many Kalashnikovs are too many in the hospital? I would say one. <laughs> that's my <laughs> thing. Is that so maybe a little, like a little too many. There's a couple of things that have kind of irritated me about this. And it's the kind of pace of the internet where people are saying like, we need to know right away. They came and they promised so much. Scoff, scoff, scoff. Um, okay. Wait, well, can we also just say if they promised so much and they didn't immediately give what they, what they had, it mm-hmm. would be, Oh, these Hollywood executives, uh, that are all Jewish, by the yeah. way, are, uh, are creating <laughs> oh, video. Sure. I mean, there's no, I mean, there's no way of winning I mean, in there's, this. Yeah. There's no winning. I mean, well, no, like, you could adopt, adopt the Hamas strategy, strap GoPros to everyone's heads. And, yeah. and just live stream it. You live well, they, stream they also, I, the carnage. The people, who, the people who have done that, um, and this is more reporting on this today, um, particularly the people that were in the back of the truck with the German uh, woman who was uh, mutilated uh, and beheaded. Oh, we don't know if she was beheaded. We just found the top of her head. We don't know if that, this is literally an argument that is made by mm-hmm. su- supposedly serious people mm-hmm. on the internet. Um, uh, those people who filmed themselves, uh, according to the IDF, have been killed. Um, and they they waste no time in finding them and destroying them. So that, that's probably why you don't do that. <laughs> Just film everything because operational security is kind of a thing. Okay, a couple of things about this that I that that drive me a bit crazy is number one, it's been a day, one day, okay, and there's been a lot of Kalashnikovs and hand grenades and this, and then you see these same, very same people that constantly saying that the Israelis are faking everything, saying, well, that's nothing. Well, first of all, if they were going to fake something, wouldn't they bring in a fucking pallets of this stuff and actually fake mm-hmm. it as yep. opposed to saying, you know, there's, there's, we were, fi- we're finding stuff here and there yeah, and this is what we're finding, which means that there have been fighters in here and there's people that have left stuff here and the scramble out of here. They've had three weeks to leave that hospital. Now, the, if the nerve center, the command center of, of Hamas and, you know, um, I mean, it's, that's basically the argument is it was beneath the hospital. And that's that's during, quote unquote, peacetime, not during a very, very active military engagement. Why would they stay there? They wouldn't stay there. They're just sitting ducks. I mean, they would be, they got there in what, a week, less than a week? Pretty like thin resistance because everybody just migrated south. I mean, now, to be fair, I mean, 50 odd, 52, I think, IDF soldiers have been killed. So there are these little scumbags that pop out with RPGs and blow things up. But they've had more than enough time to, to pull their stuff out of there. Now, going into a tunnel is something that nobody is just going to do. They have mm-hmm. robots. They have all sorts of stuff that they do to get down there. They're very, very long. They're very, very elaborate. They don't know which way they go. Um, so that, And they also said that they found many tunnel shafts that had been cemented over in the past couple of weeks, um, which obviously shows you that they're leaving. They're just going to cement them over and get the hell out of there. So if they're not... 
you're not seeing this immediately? Well, where are the entrances? Well, the other thing that has been suggested by people who know about this stuff is that the entrances wouldn't be actually in the hospital. The entrances would be pretty far outside, but those networks run to the hospital. And you can't, you have to, you have to take a bit of a way to get out of it, but they wouldn't necessarily be in there. Despite the fact that we actually have seen tunnels, we just don't know what's in them yet. And again, mm -hmm. one single day, it has been a day, day and a half. And to see people, including the New York Times, in their reporting saying, well, this is a bit of a disappointment. I get to what Mary Catherine was saying about, you know, friends and how they react to things post-COVID, right? They told us all this stuff that wasn't true. And there's a bit of WMDs in this, right? You promised mm -hmm. this, uh, this mm -hmm. and, they, and it didn't show up. The yellow okay. cake, yeah. Yeah, I understand that. But what are you looking for? What are these people looking for? So there's attachments to RPGs, right? There's the body of the RPG. There's the body of these, of these AK-47s. There's the clips. There's, you know, grenades. There's vests. There's, you know, military stuff. Stuff that has been stripped from people and left there, right? And again, to Matt's point, how much of that would satisfy you to say, okay, this was, this is something? Because beyond that, what are you trying to find? Well, right? and also the intelligence we have is not just now. No. It's been for many years that this has been. Many, many years, including an, knowledge. Yeah, an amnesty report that said that, that Hamas in 2014 was operating from Al-Shifa Hospital, and they really are not friends of the Israelis. But one final thing about this is that the woman that they found, who was a hostage, um, they found murdered today. And this tells you how great of uh, propagandists and liars the Israelis are. They said she was found near the hospital. It could be in a comp in, in like the near the main hospital. This was presumably somewhere around the complex. Presumably, also she was in a tunnel somewhere. They didn't keep these people above ground. Mm -hmm. They either killed her in the tunnel and brought her up, up or killed her up there as they were retreating. Um, she had cancer. Um, her husband was killed in the kibbutz, and she survived and was brought to Gaza. And they found her body. They didn't put the body in the hospital. They didn't put the body in the roof of the hospital in a little kind of closet in the hospital. They said, we found it, and it wasn't exactly in the hospital. I mean, if you're lying about this stuff, you have more weapons, you bring more stuff in, you put these people right in there, you make up all the evidence you can. This is not making up evidence. I mean, you're disappointed, people. All these journalists are disappointed because they're not making up evidence. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to play this straight, particularly because they know <laughs> if it is revealed at some point that they constructed evidence, it is an absolute disaster for them. I think that's pretty clear. Well, I, I'm very here for looking upon evidence presented by a state or a military, even of liberal democracies with a jaundiced eye, yep. here for that. Yep. Yeah. But I would like to weigh my sources. And Hamas, to me, is much less reliable you than think? the Israeli government. Yeah, yeah. So I, and we've had years of information about these hospitals. Yes, we have. I mean, there was a, a somebody posted a clip of a, a Palestinian comedian, did you see this? In West Bank, like doing a stand-up show. <laughs> and he was like, the joke was something about like, you know, the, something about a militant, well, you can't find them. They're in, they're in Al-Shifa and everyone laughs. I mean, this is not something that is new. Mm -hmm. And again, to Matt's point, and I think Matt's point is the right one, is that why would you ever squander what little um, sympathy you have, public sympathy, in going after a hospital if you don't think anything's there? And I tell you what, I guarantee, and they said, this is the fucking people. One of these people who said this <clears throat> is a friend of some people on this podcast. <laughs> Um, <laughs> saying, <coughs> you are, they admitted it. They said they didn't expect to find hostages there. Uh, have you seen this? This no. all over. People are saying this. So, no. Well, yes, they said we didn't expect to find hostages here because we 
are negotiating philosophers, and these are very important to Hamas. They, they, they mean a lot to them for as far as any leverage they have. They can't win militarily, um, which is why they're trying to kind of in, entice Iran and, and Iran-backed groups like Hezbollah into the fight. This is their only bargaining chip. So immediately they take them south. Those people are gone south, right? And that's not a surprise. 200-odd people are not in that part of Gaza City. So that they, that's when the Israelis say, we didn't expect to find hostages. Well, of course. Of course they didn't expect them. And why, why would they be there? Right? I mean, if Israel was um, as genocidal as their worst critics or their most strenuous critics, as better said. Yeah, should have uh, bombed the hospitals on day one, if that's the case. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah. I mean, a lot of this would be over by October 8th. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, if if really, you know, and there have been a handful <laughs> of uh, parliament members, uh, government ministers uh, who've said awful things on awful the Israeli yeah, side, yeah, 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 yeah. many of whom have been sanctioned. Um, but, you know, someone said like, no, you know, all, all rubble, no trouble or some yeah, uh, yeah, quote yeah, to yeah, that yeah. effect. Yeah. Um, if that would have happened, that could have happened on October eighth, and the hostages would be dead. I, you know, uh, I I hope that they come back living. I have no, um, uh, like no faith in that hope at all. I just uh, although there was pretty uh, heartening reporting today that there's some negotiations 50 that are coming, for fifty fifty for fifty that are coming coming. But look, uh, what I think Israel is really not interested in doing is the Gilead Chalit trade again. And that was uh, really a disaster for them. Really a disaster for them. So Gilad Shalit is on patrol and the IDF are on watch and some guys from Hamas popped up out of a tunnel. They tunneled under, you know, everyone's like, I can't believe the Israelis, they've been asleep at the wheel. They have the most, they popped out of a tunnel and kidnapped Gilad Shalit in what, 2008 or something like that? And held earlier him. Even. for I think it was earlier, yeah. And held him for five or six five years, years or something. Mm. And traded eleven hundred hostages for one, including uh, Not um, hostages, but prisoners. Uh, prisoners, yeah. Uh, I didn't mean to say yeah. prisoners. Uh, like Sinwar, the the head of Hamas in in uh, Gaza, was a prisoner that was involved in that swap, and who was by the way almost died, was treated in an Israeli hospital, and was survived. Um, and but people, th- thanks a lot, guys. Yeah, and people, um, uh, I think. Uh, perhaps underestimate what a demoralizing moment that was. I think it happened in 2006, certainly no later than 2007. Yeah. And this is pretty soon after Israel had left, had had, um, mm-hmm. had ripped up their own 8,000 settlers and the settlements and said, get out of Gaza. Um, we are withdrawing. Um, you know, there are disagreements among people over, um, over the conditions of the withdrawal, whether they were giving... Gaza a fighting chance or whether they kind of wanted them to be blockaded. I think that they wanted to get the hell out and would, would have been happy to live in peace, but other people are more jaundiced, fine, whatever. Um, but they left. There wasn't an occupation in Gaza after 2006. There wasn't. Um, there was self an attempt at self-government, went pear-shaped immediately. But there was, I'm sure, a hope among Israeli society like, okay, we did what people have been asking us to do. Since 1967, we left. Mm-hmm. And so we get rockets and we get a hostage, a kidnapping right away. Such a demoralization. And and he was a figure, he was in the newspapers every single day. Everyone yeah, yeah. focused on him, focused on him, focused on him. And it, it contributed to the feeling in Israel that we just can't live in 
in a separate kind of piece. I think added to it, I would say that that is right with the exception of, I mean, I would say one thing that really destroyed any idea of the peace process was the Second Intifada. The Second Intifada was, you know, on the heels of what people thought was going to be a productive and maybe breakthrough peace process. And the the level of violence in the Second Intifada, which starts around 2000, like 2002, is so, I mean, unthinkable. Um, you know, people being beaten to death in, in, in public and, you know, raising the blood and the hands up. Suicide bombings on buses, sometimes multiple, three times a week. Um, that, I think that people who, who had an idea that, that the Palestinians were a partner, uh, an actual partner for peace, gave up. And that's why you've had uh, sort of, the labor parties disappeared in Israel. It's not a, I mean, labor Zionism is the backbone of Israel. And that's, the, you know, the 1940s, very, very strong time for, for the um, late 40s and early 50s for the Labour Party in Israel. And it just became uninterrupted uh, uh, Likud rule and right-wing rule. And then you had some periodically like Zippy Livni who had that Kadima party, which is trying to make some sort of more centrist thing. But the the, the, the idea of peace just evaporated because of the just the level of straight violence that came up in the Intifada and then, of course, the, the, the prisoners, um, the hostages. I remember watching the when they pulled out in 2005, <coughs> right? And that was one of my sort of first grown-up news cycle awareness of this conflict. I knew the basics, but uh, watching it live and thinking, wow, for a country to do this to its own people, for Israel to pull, and people were being pulled bodily from their homes. because weeping. There's a lot of weeping. Because they obviously wanted to stay there. Um, And I thought, wow, that's like a a real commitment to this proposition that this land is – we're handing this over to you. And then that Gilad Shalit a year later is how that is mm-hmm. repaid. Of course, that makes a difference to how people think about it. And then the the terrible, tragic irony of October 7th is that many of the people who live in the south of the country on these kibbutzim are the very people who still believe that peace can be made, who are doing the actual work with Palestinians across this yeah. border. Doing yeah. so much more work than your average person blocking Camille's uh, point with the barber. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, like like lifelong peaceniks who are like sponsoring uh, uh, Gaza residents to come and work on the kibbutz. Yes, and are part of like little committees to do this and that. Uh, it's it is uh, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking, and you know it. It's frustrating in the sense that like. It, to believe that sort of stuff now is, you know, lovely, and I appreciate their people that do. But at this point, I think what every Israeli understands, or most Israelis understand, or think, um, I shouldn't say understand, that so many people in the U.S. and Europe don't understand, is that the Hamas charter that we talk about once in a while... Um, that's fine. That's a stand-in for what everybody knows, which is that there is not... I mean, w- how Arafat responded to peace off- offers was basically wondering how... Not wondering, but but worrying about how uh, Palestinians in both Gaza and West Bank, particularly in West Bank, would respond to making peace with an enemy that in the rhetoric of, of the PLO prior to this, before they renounced terrorism, quote-unquote and the PFLP and Black September and all these offshoots, it was not to have an Israeli country, in, in Israel that existed as a country. 
And that's, I mean, Hamas is not interested in that. And they just aren't, they just aren't. And that's when you see after this happens, you have a Hamas leader who's living comfortably in Doha going on TV and saying, we'll be, there'll be one of these every day. There'll be a thousand of them. And well, a thousand October 7th. What is a thousand October 7th? Well, it's ultimately the elimination of everybody who lives in the state of Israel. That's not complicated to them. And again, that's like the bin Laden thing of the people who say, he didn't do it. He didn't do it. Oh, he's, he didn't mean that. It's like, he's like, no, no, I did. I know I absolutely did. If you ask the people of Hamas, they're very clear about they don't believe that there's an accommodation that can be made with the state of Israel. Because, you know, it, it, I also think it's very strange that people use the word Zionist. I've been thinking about this a lot, but Zionism made sense when you read about it in the 1930s because the, the state of Israel didn't exist. That is the creation of the state of Israel. This, you know, Zionism is solved, right? And when you talk about Zionism, that like, I don't talk to Zionists, I don't, I won't have people who follow me. If you're a Zionist, don't follow me. I think, I think the best interpretation is people who support the ongoing settlements in the West Bank. That's Zionism. That, and I, and I, I oppose that. So I, I, I oppose that. I oppose that too. But Settlementism. Um, but you know, you can talk to these people, you can see these people out protesting, and the settlements might come up in long conversations. They're not in the signs though. That's from the river to the sea, mixed with Zionism, Zionism is racism, it's a poison, it must be extirpated, it is the same as colonialism, etc. That, what you're saying is that's the Zionist project is the founding and the creation of the state of Israel. And so it's not a big stretch for me to say that, oh, if you're saying I oppose Zionism, you are opposing also the existence of the state of Israel because Zionism won. Theodore Herzl was ultimately the victor in that, in the state of Israel, did um, happen in 1948. And of course, the very first day it's invaded, very first day on the day of, of the Declaration of Independence of Israel. So, I mean, we just have to understand always what you're dealing with because people have these conversations in America, have these conversations on Instagram, these fucking half-wit discussions, you see, thinking that there are two parties of this conflict that are like Republicans and Democrats. There's, they just disagree on basic things and we can come to some sort of agreement. Um, I, maybe they don't think that now because the, the, the strain of radicalism that I've seen amongst people talking about this is really new. There was, in the, the second intifada was not people in the streets of, of Manhattan saying, yes. Cheers to that. Yeah, kill more of them. Globalize the intifada. Globalize the intifada. Uh, the intifada was, was a very, very bloody thing that <laughs> I think a thousand I love the parsing, by the way, where it's yeah. just like, well, let's go back to the roots of the word intifada. It doesn't exactly mean then, <laughs> what you're saying. It means like, shut up, guys. Fucking say, <laughs> we... English is a very rich language. Choose fucking different words. Yeah. Good no, we God, just man. we just There's... gathered at the Brooklyn flood and screamed about yeah. the Intifada. Yeah. No, but I mean, obviously, co I mean, what, come on. Don't read too much into that. Um, yeah. Could you imagine the New York Times not reporting on like a alt right uh, rally that was like called Arbeit Mach Frei or something? You know, like <laughs> slogan over Aus the fucking Auschwitz. Auschwitz. Fest. Yeah. 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 That's they'd crazy. be like, ah, oh, well, that's like a mass murder slogan. It's like, yeah, well, Brooklyn Flood yeah. is Aloxa <laughs> Flood. I mean, and that's a mass murder can slogan. Can we really connect the dots? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, we have to I give don't them find the benefit it so hard. of the doubt. I, I do. I, was, uh, I do give them the but, somewhat benefit of the doubt in that I, I really do presume most of the people who are there are profoundly ignorant. And yeah, don't I mean the organizers. I think that's yeah. likely true. Organizers should have been asked about that, but they weren't. Yeah, uh, Mary Catherine, you mentioned uh, conspiracy theories before, and my feeling about conspiracy theories uh, has always been that it it's they originate from a place where people feel like they don't have um, uh, impact on power, or like that 
that the powerful people or sometimes the broad American public are stubbornly doing this thing that I disagree with. Right. And there has to be some explanation for it. I bring that up because I saw you interacting with someone. I think the subject was, you know, why do evangelicals in America <laughs> support Israel? Yeah. And the theory by some people is that, well, it's just because they all uh, think that Book of Revelations and there's maybe a red calf somewhere right. and it's all <laughs> going to come through. And you sort of responded like, no, I live in the South um, and I'm not, I, I, what? Um, reflect a little bit about that. Talk about normal America. You're the stand-in for normal America. <laughs> Thank right? you. Um, because I think that we are in this uh, place right now where in academia, in the media, and in the decadent enclaves on the coast, where there's going to be a fifth column uh, you know, organizing against uh, the, the good people, um, that uh, you see loud protests. That's actually out of step with American opinion in broad public opinion polls. Yeah. Basically, America before, during, and after October 7th is super broadly pro-Israel. So that's yeah. not really a question, but it's just sort of a lob. No, I, right? so I think on the evangelical thing, uh, look, there are preachers who preach this. I'm not denying that. It's a thing that exists. Um, however, you just I know this is anecdata, mm -hmm. but I lived my entire life in the American South. And I have been involved in many evangelical denominations or non-denominational groups. Defined involved. <laughs> I, I am a Christian. I have, yeah. like, through college, through high school, I've she been... Got her to finally admit it. Yeah, yeah. And, and I just... Like, what, people <laughs> want, what, what people want me to believe is that this, this idea that Israel support comes only from revelation, only from the idea that there's some, you know... In conflagration. Left behind. In Israel, left behind rapture yeah. situation. Look, people know scripture. They know about the rapture. They talk about it. They think about it. This is not a, that's not untrue. But the idea that these two things are connected in this really specific way is not a thing I encountered. Now, it may have predated me. I have heard from some people that this was a bit more of an early 90s and 80s evangelical mm -hmm. discussion. Yeah. Uh, in my experience, the connection between Israel support and American Christians, particularly Southern Christians, was, uh, hey, this is a place that is a pluralistic society that is an ally of America that lets us visit all the places that Jesus was. Yeah, all our shit is there. We like that. <laughs> We're going to be nice to these guys. <laughs> we like that. And also, this is yeah. not to be uh, understated, the people who are evangelicals, particularly in the South, which is where I have my experience, uh, are very friendly to the idea of self-defense, mm -hmm. either as an individual or as a country. And if your neighbor wants to kill you, you best not let them do it. Yeah. And you should get highly armed in order to make that not happen. And so to me, that's sort of the, that is what I experienced as the, the connection between those two things. And it's not as with many sort of average voters, normie voters, it's not overthought. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, it's, it's, it's also true of many people in America, just in the sense of that it's something really recognizable when you go to Israel. If you go to, if you're in Tel Aviv, it's like, okay, this is Europe. This is even maybe Miami in some places. Yeah. It feels like Miami. And um, Amman doesn't, you know. Right. Doha, it, Doha the, the countries like that make theme parks for the West. You know, you're going to have drink in these little places. And it's just like, it's not really what we're like. But here's for you. We'll have a separate. And you can of, visit the satellite campuses of all of these uh, American universities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Potemkin. Where they get all their money. The Potemkin villages in Doha. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, I mean, when people say it's the only... 
beacon of democracy. It's the only free, and then people get very um, who don't like Israel get very exercised and try to tick off all the things that are kind of undemocratic or teetering on. You know, recently it's been the judicial reform stuff, but I think this is mostly it is. I think you're right too, but the uh, Christian nature of of some places, and you can you can feel okay as a Christian there. Yeah, it feels sort of normal. Um, also like, true, but the Palestinian Christians uh, live a, a, a sort of peaceful existence yeah. amongst their brothers and sisters who are Muslim too. But I just think that it's less kind of redolent of American culture. It doesn't yeah, like, seem please come with your giant tour buses of, of folks from Missouri. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah and Americans are into that. That's so funny to see that. I think also <laughs> there's, there's, I mean, we, <coughs> there, I'm always fixated on the way the, the the times when people do and don't use the word lobby, yeah, capital yeah. L, mm-hmm. and, and famously, uh, 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 Walton Mearsheimer, Stephen Walton, John Mearsheimer wrote a book called the, or at least an essay uh, about a book, yeah, about the about the lobby. And this is not to suggest that the lobby isn't powerful. After all, I think they flew Moynihan and MKH. Yeah, we had a fantastic literally yeah, to amazing. Israel. Yeah. Uh, so that was successful for yeah. them. The real. You hear all the shit that I'm saying? They are literally texting this me. It's, it's like a fucking prank. <laughs> just don't know what to say. I, yeah. as someone who has a bizarre fascination with obviously the politics of whether we call the Armenian genocide a gen- genocide, I've written like 50,000 words on this topic. And we now do, uh, thanks mm-hmm. to Joe Biden, uh, believe it or not. Um, but um, that it's, and so therefore there's the Turkish lobby, which actually might ensnare an entire mayoriality yes. in New York City, yeah. which is pretty fantastic. Um, Didn't when, see that one coming. Where you see a lobby with a capital L doing something is when that lobby um, is convincing or like convincing policymakers against the wishes, the normal kind of rut of American policy and American public opinion. Uh, if you look at like a, uh, uh, which countries does America do Americans think uh, we should have uh, an alliance with? It's always the same, like five. Yeah, all the Anglosphere countries and Israel. Mm-hmm. Like that's it's been that way forever. They don't really kind of give a shit about them other funny speaking European countries too much. Um, but it's it always has been those countries. Um, yes, the lobby has uh, I'm sure um, uh, influenced things, especially on the policy level. But in terms of the broad American public opinion, no, it's when like the Turkish lobby convinces people of things that they wouldn't otherwise believe, or at least policymakers. That's when you go, oh, that seems unusual. It's a very good point. I mean, it's they're they're often spending their money on people who they've already convinced without them actually doing the convincing. You don't have to convince me of this stuff. I mean, it's it's you usually have lobbies come to you when they know that you're broadly on their side. It's, that's the, this misunderstanding about lobbies. There's also, there's also from the founding of Israel, even before the founding of Israel, they always saw the, uh, and this uh, dates, I think, even like to 1936-ish, um, they always saw the benefit in bringing uh, people from London, people from New York and Washington, D.C. and elsewhere, just come visit. Yeah. Just come visit and have a look at how we do yeah, things here sure. yeah. and then compare it to 20 miles in any direction yeah. and then go back. And that has always been useful. Also, it would be dereliction of duty for the Jews not to hype themselves. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like no one's going to do the hyping yeah. for you. Nobody hypes the Jews. Yes. No. The only the Jews hype the Jews. They got to do it. They got to hype. Yeah. Well, you got to have like a flavor flavor of the Jews. But speak, speaking of hyping man. the Jews, though, th- this week in D.C., and I don't know if you were in town for that, Mary Catherine Ham, but there was, uh, what, a quarter of a million people who gathered 
in support of Israel, which was an interesting contrast to previous weeks where it, it felt like in every city in America, there were kind of pro-Palestinian rallies. I, I didn't say pro-Hamas, I said pro-Palestinian. Um, there were a few pro-Hamas rallies um, yeah. in different Slash. places. I've, I've seen Hold video on. of it. It's right. pretty heinous shit. Um, but this was a, a very different vibe. Um, but there was also uh, a smaller demonstration in front of a Democratic National Committee office uh, where protesters were blocking the entrance to the building and the police got involved and uh, some protesters were hauled away. I suspect there were arrests, although I don't know what the numbers are. Um, but there was certainly a great deal of consternation on the interwebs uh, because of the conduct of police. So two very different events, both of which made um, news. Was anybody there in D.C. Or, or happened to know what was going on um, from, from, I guess, testimony of friends, colleagues who were there? Well, it won't surprise you that I was at the Israel rally, but not at the DNC. So, I, <laughs> oh. but but I I hate to be a hack, even though APAC pays me uh, to say what I say all the time. Um, no, but the the pro-Israel rally was genuinely obviously it's a somber moment, it's a serious subject, but it was a joyful sort of like family friendly. Everybody's out, you know, they're picking up their trash. They have nice signs. You know, it was a, an aberrant mm-hmm. event to find a sign that was even medium risque yeah. or offensive, right? And you're always going to find one. And you're going to find yeah. one or two. Yeah. But I'm it was single. A, that was my favorite one. That was very cute. <laughs> but it was a, it was really a nice time. And I, I went out there. I'm not a protest culture girly, but I went out there partly because I felt worried about going out there. And mm. I thought, well, that's, you got to push through that because all these folks should have the right to be on the mall and feel like you were worried? You're, you like thought you're going to get? No, I just I just thought like of the protests you could go to. Yeah, hundreds of thousands of Jews uh, gathered on the yeah. National Mall yeah. is a target, and uh, they had you know dump trucks lined up to block people from if they wanted to drive in all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the security didn't feel super heavy. The day felt nice, but I did have the back of my head was like, should I go to this? And when I had that thought, I thought. I should go to this mm-hmm. because it matters that people show up and say, I'm not scared to be here in this gathering. Did you have like a goy button on or like? Oh, they well, know. Yeah. I mean, it's very <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just some Alabama gear. Oh, was, yeah, yeah. Was, SEC shit. Yeah, was, <laughs> a lot of SEC shit. They're like, oh. Just wore, wear my Georgia hat. Yeah, that's like, the most oh. goyish shit I've ever um, seen. No, I was, I was literally a Shabbos goy yeah. as a teenager. I was a nanny for an Orthodox Jewish family. Yeah. And uh, that was my gig in North Carolina. Oh, I w- yep, I know there were very small, yeah, Orthodox say, community, small, small Orthodox which is community. why I was uh, yeah. needed. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Went, but, went um, has had anyway, similar adventures in. Uh, yeah, I, had, I have indeed. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's but right. Had a great time at that event, and then you know the contrast is several days later. There's this gathering at the DNC of uh, of pro ceasefire protesters pro Shrieky girl shrieky girl but the, 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 holy that, cow that, that level of anger i don't buy it because i guarantee you if that girl who has uh, gotten some some traffic for being shrieky girl if you went onto her instagram or something i'd probably put a good amount of money that prior to october 7th she probably hadn't posted very much about israel if at all or you know maybe just like if she's on campus these groups that, you know, you join because you're, that's in your political faction. But the level of anger these people can muster 
And I just don't buy it. And I just, I'm wondering what that displaced anger is actually all about. Because it's so, like, it, it, it's, it, it's like so vehement. Yeah. And it's, it's so hateful in so many ways. And I don't mean that in like an anti-Semitic way. It's just, you know, spittle-flecked, vein-popping, red-faced, like they're killing everybody mm-hmm. kind of um, idea. Well, uh, yeah. I think emo self-righteousness is rewarded. 100%. Online in particular, but uh, if you're on the right side, mm-hmm. emoting to that degree, acting like you're losing your mind, it's like, oh, she, let's, let's just, I mean, imagine get if a Trump person was doing that. That'd be yes. like on Stephen Colbert for the next like 10 years. Yes. Like screaming that, like that about, about Trump or something. And you say, well, it's a much more serious issue. It's like, serious to this person? Is she Palestinian? Does she have family there? Does she have, does she care about, the people of Syria or the people of Yemen or the people of Turkey even. I mean, there's a lot of just emo Kurds. I mean, it's very selective what these people get incredibly outraged by. And and I'm not going to psychoanalyze and say I understand the motivations of them. I don't. Um, but there is something very, very distinct about the reaction that people have to Israel. I mean, I get, I, I, I want to give voice to myself and to give voice, man. Uh, I want to name. Make space for yeah. I want to name that uh no there's a if you see one really big badass army going in and pulverizing a goddamn city yeah um and you see dead babies including second cousins of people that we all know mm-hmm. um being pulled out of rubble it fucking sucks yeah. Yeah. it really sucks i can i can absolutely understand having a lot of empathy and outrage at that um there are a lot of other things to have outrage for as well um and i think that Tucker says you can only have one. So. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. and it has it's to immigration. Only. It's got to have fentanyl and and border in the same yeah. sentence, yeah. or else the thirty-one American deaths yeah. and nine, seven, hostages. nine hostages. One of them a three-year-old. Um, that are American. Um, they uh, if they're if they're Israeli American, that's different they, um, to them, not to me. But that's if you are somebody who holds an Israeli passport and an American passport. I mean, trust me. Like, if these people were like non-Jews that only had American passports. And were they were visiting. the Missouri group, church yeah, group. Exactly. You'd have a much <laughs> different response. People would care. You'd know their names. Imagine them in Mexico. Yeah, yeah. Just they're in, they're in Mex- Mexico City or like, you know, the Sinola cartel somewhere yeah. in a jungle somewhere has nine I think, Americans. I think Tucker, Tucker would be okay if the Israeli Air Force bombed Sinaloa. <laughs> I don't think he'd care about that. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. No, you're right. There's, there's, Obviously, real reason for empathy, but there is a a lot of, and I I actually don't think it's distinct to Israel. There's a lot of emo opportunism, where yeah, you, for sure, the algorithm rewards you for having a breakdown. You're, I think, crying selfies. Look, I'm not generally in favor of federal action on this, but I think they should be banned. That's yeah, you're um, the Nikki Haley of this. Crying part, yeah. selfie videos. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm with her on that. Yeah, if that was the first thing, she was <laughs> name do, name them. Um, yeah, say my name. Before or after the presidential poop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Important. Say after, my name. obviously. Oh my God. That is not how that works, Moynihan. Uh, um, it's not how it works. <laughs> say my name. You know, that's what you're supposed to say, right? You know what we didn't talk name. about, though? Um, two things related to Nikki Haley, which just came up again. Um, the, the one is that TikTok has been uh, criticized uh, pretty vehemently, and I've seen people calling for it, not for the first time, it to be banned. Um, because, uh, in part at least, uh, you're seeing you know all of the the propaganda 
related to the the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, but in general, it's being viewed as a a vector for Chinese misinformation and disinformation and some sort of sowing societal uh, unrest. Um, But also, TikTok decided that they would remove or at least throttle some of the content that's being created about um, bin Laden being actually super cool and groovy, um, <laughs> which is an interesting, an interesting step. And, and media organizations who had previously posted links to the bin Laden letter, deciding to pull that down as well, which is bin Laden didn't blow up the project. <laughs> <laughs> Can you know, that's my favorite thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah in more yeah. techniques. Yeah. So yeah, I, exactly I don't right. I don't know if there are thoughts about that, but I, I find that I find the contrast pretty interesting. It certainly seems to me that to the extent the letter exists and one can find it online, like your publication pulling it down doesn't seem particularly. Uh, you you important. mean when the Guardian pulled it down? Un- un- yeah. Yeah. I don't think that was a good decision. Bad decision, and also there is a tendency amongst people on the right to start to sound like people on the left about Russia when it comes to TikTok. Like, I don't know about this stuff. I don't know what kind of evidence we have of this, what the intelligence agencies have in this. But you know what? There's a time when you have to just acknowledge that young people are on TikTok. Young people support the Palestinians more than they support the Israelis these days. It is definitely an age gap there. So that amount of propaganda that is doing well, you've seen these numbers like 10 times the amount. And they're like, well, you know, that's the the... Look, and I've said this myself. This is potentially... That could be. Maybe the Chinese are like, let's let's uh, heighten the contradictions. Let's make people angry in in the West and, and and you know create these differences or try to try to exacerbate them. But I think Occam's razor here suggests that the um, Bin Laden stuff is probably not as popular as people say it is. It's a good news story, and people are going to think that um, without TikTok wasn't telling them to go read this letter. Someone tells you to go read Osama bin Laden's letter, I just swipe past them. So that's kind of some personal responsibility of why you're going to read Osama bin Laden's like missives from the caves of Tora Bora. Doesn't make a ton of sense to me. But that whole thing that like let's do X or Y about TikTok, shut them down. I don't know enough to talk about that because I don't know what the evidence is. But I also see that a lot of that stuff is not being pumped into people's brains. It's actually a reflection of what people want. You know, and I think that that's probably right with young people. If it was like a bunch of 65-year-old people in Missouri and they were all they were getting was pro-Palestinian stuff, I'd be like, okay, there's something off here. But the young college students are getting a lot of pro-Palestinian stuff. It's like, well, yeah, I was on campus before there was the fucking internet and that was the case. So, Can we make a deal? Mm-hmm. Which is youngs. Yeah. You can keep your TikTok uh, <laughs> if you make federal Federalist number 10 trend. <laughs> that oh my god guys you ha- my life has just changed it's literally like so, literally two pages just I read Fred- I read Fidalist's 10 or whatever and it's like amazing and I don't like, understand it I like Bin Laden better to be honest because he talks about the Jewish capital which I totally got there was nothing about the Jews which was weird to me but yeah yeah that was a Federalist. We should have like an updated Federalist. It's all about Jews for the youngs, for the young kids. Just all... put, you just actually take o- Osama's paragraph and put it at the beginning of every Federalist Exactly. Paper. You know the problem <laughs> is the Jewish capital, my friend. Habibi, let me tell you, the Jews' problem. 
Oh my gosh. Oh God. You know what I'm just solved. I'm just remembering. Uh Moynihan, you sent a tweet uh earlier today about Rob mm-hmm. Reiner and Soledad O'Brien's yes. exciting Two new podcast. Giants. Yes. Exciting yes. new podcast. Oh gosh, For the people who really? brought yes. you brought you the Princess Bride and also the Christian Cooper, Amy Cooper, Central Park Karen drama. Um they have yes. now broken the the most important murder mystery in American history wide open. They have a yeah. new podcast exploring the JFK assassination. Um, and yeah. they're saying, I mean, it's murder. Um, and it was a white supremacist. <laughs> they've got the goods. Was, the podcast is, yeah. is on the air. And Moynihan, uh, I have to presume that you have changed your mind about this, that you now acknowledge <laughs> that the United States government obviously murdered him because uh, as, as the Axios story um, suggested Soledad O'Brien uh, lends an air of journalistic credibility yeah, to yeah, this particular totally. enterprise. Yeah, yeah, no, it's like not just the guy from All in the Family. It is uh, <laughs> both All in the Family guy and Soledad O'Brien. I mean, it's. I mean, I, look, I, maybe I'm trying. Maybe no, not maybe. <laughs> no baby. No, no habibi. No maybe. This is. <laughs> We've had like academics been digging on this for a long time. Most of them have come to the exact same conclusion, the correct conclusion that JFK was killed by Lee Harvey Oswald. Um, but it's a very weird pairing of the, that. Um, I guess it's not a weird pairing. And I'll tell you why it's not a weird pairing. Cause you'll find the weirdest places where you will discover that people are JFK obsessives, like normal people that you didn't know that are like deep into the JFK conspiracy world. It gives them their life a, sense of meaning. And I went to, um, I've talked about this here before. I went to, I once went to a, a birthday party for Lee Javier Oswald in, in New Orleans or outside of New Orleans. That's beautiful. Yeah, it was, it was there. It was a cake with him on it and he looked great. Um, he had like, I think it was when he, it was, I think it was right before he got shot. Skinny so. tie or? No, he was, it was, I have the picture here somewhere. I'll say it, but it was, it was quite a, um, Oliver Stone's son was there. Um, mm-hmm. Who I came to find out, uh, hosted a show on RT at the time shockingly um <laughs> apple does not fall from that far from that tree but yeah that um those people are crazy and they're all crazy in different ways and they're kind of entertaining in their craziness but they're really weird people really really weird people trust me i spent a couple of days with them and i mean you would imagine that somebody like rob reiner and um god what a disappointment he must be to carl reiner mm. what a great american carl reiner yeah yeah i mean he's rob no, reiner uh, carl reiner died he died um yeah uh, rob reiner is a disappointment to rob reiner yeah mm. man direct fucking spinal tap he did oh. yeah he did holy yeah, moment now I, I mean I but, like but now the, he has thoughts like if you want to the end of american democracy vote for donald trump if you want a more perfect union Vote for Joe Biden. Wow. That was, <laughs> That's eloquent. Wow. That is eloquent. Do, was that? Wow. I that think, was from today. And it, it, that was from it today? Actually, it, actually, <laughs> it actually changed my life. I mean, <laughs> so like, I was on Rob Reiner's Twitter feed, and he was talking about JFK or something. You have to read this. It's literally seven words. You just yeah. have to. So Rob Six, Reiner is talking about who shot the guy who's running for president, JFK Jr. or whatever, and he's married. <laughs> To the girl from Kirby Enthusiasm. It's really sad. <laughs> he got murdered, and the lady from CNN knows what happened. <laughs> actually, she, where does she work now? That's actually the elevator yeah. pitch. Starfish, yeah, exactly. Starfish Media. Starfish Media. Starfish. What? Isn't that, isn't no. that her what thing? Is, I don't know. The fuck is, the fuck that? is uh, that? Let me look this up. 
Why would they call it that? Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah. It's like Yeah, half that's Starfish Media album. Group. Yeah, that's her thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, okay. I, I don't know what they produce <laughs> besides conspiracy theory podcasts. What else do they need to produce? Didn't she do that's like a true. Tupac Biggie thing as well? She solved that one too? Oh well, man, yeah. she's on all of them. She's the yeah. Geraldo of the This is her whole thing. 21st century. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to see she's going to like tweet tomorrow like Sacco and Vanzetti were innocent. <laughs> I'm, like, okay. I'm a I'm actually a Ted Kennedy obsessive. Yeah, yeah. I read uh you know that GQ piece Ted Kennedy on the rocks. Oh, it's, yeah. that's a classic. Yeah. Yeah. I I reread it. Who wrote basically <laughs> once every 2 years? Do you remember who wrote it? Let me look it up. I'll who effort wrote, this. Who wrote that? Yeah. Um, I read a book about Chappaquiddick but, not long ago. But I read it once every two years just to remind myself how much trash. Oh, my God. How much you, trash. Yeah. Because it's always worse than I remember it, even though I know yeah. the story. Yeah. Donald Trump um, says the- the the Is Michael Kelly. Michael enemy, Kelly. Yeah. enemy of the- Michael Kelly wrote that. Oh, God. Oh. Rest in peace. The great Michael Kelly, um, who died in Iraq. Um, uh, yeah. No, it's incredible. Like, Donald Trump said some bad words about somebody- uh, and uh, and then Ted Kennedy killed a lady. <laughs> he literally killed a lady and left her in a car to drown. drown well, and then he I mean, what would you do, Michael Moynihan? If I was a Kennedy, I would do exactly what he did. <laughs> yeah, because that's a scumbag thing to do. Right? The great oh thing God. about the great thing yeah. about American society, he got away with it, didn't he? Is that if so. you mention yeah. that he killed a lady yes. and left her to die in a car. You're considered the impolite one. That's right. <laughs> isn't don't it? say that. But didn't didn't <laughs> the movie like... that came out like two three years ago wasn't it just brutal on him? Yeah, it, it was. It was, and yeah. it was actually quite good. And it was quite good, yeah. and like no one talked about it. Yeah, it didn't yeah, get cause, much because it's impolite to talk about how he killed a lady. Yeah. and make a movie about it. He he shouldn't have killed her. That's my read. <laughs> I'm going to do a podcast with with uh, fucking meathead from All in the Family and be like, here's my read. Shouldn't have killed her. To You're me, it was the more man. impolite move. I know. To leave her in the car for 18 hours while you're talking to your dad and your campaign manager that and everybody was, you can imagine <laughs> to figure out how to fix this. Mary Catherine, did you just call that rude? It seems <laughs> rude. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a bit rude. Where's Mary Jo? I don't know. I'm, I'm <laughs> wasted. <laughs> well, hold on. He says, now he's dad, RFK? what do I do? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. She was, gosh, got the vaccine Oof. and then she disappeared. <laughs> I don't know. Cheryl. I don't think that's allowed. No. What? That's what she. Ta- that's what he talks like. I'm not yeah. making it up. That's the way he talks. She right? got the vaccine. She oh got my the god! Vaccine and they got stuck in the car. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right. I'm surprised that he hasn't uh, come up with an elaborate theory of how it was some third person. No, they ask yeah. him and he's like, "No, Teddy was a piece of shit." That was like <laughs> that was it. everybody knew that about Teddy. He was like the fucking Shemp Howard. He was not the good one. Yeah. So I actually like shrimp. Waitress but, sandwich. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the waitress sandwich. That's right. That was in Palm Beach, right? That was pre-me too, so we didn't care about that. That was thing. pre-me too. And then, yeah, that waitress sandwich. I forgot about that. Tell the waitress yeah. sandwich real quick. Wait, but well, who was that with? Chris Dodd. Was it Chris Dodd? He was yeah. the other piece of bread in that yeah. sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, we're going to be a hoagie up in here. Oh. <laughs> it was at La Brasserie. Yeah. On the hill. Oh, but they there, assaulted a waitress. Oh, that's right. It was on the hill, but there was Sam, the there was the Palm Beach one at a French restaurant. How yeah, dare you? I know yeah. he, he was just getting in character, but how, but that was the um, the uh, Palm Beach one with the the dark haired kid. Remember the the? Oh. Do you remember the whole Palm Beach thing? He had another sex scandal. I think it was in it was in Florida at the another compound in Florida, 
with um, something Kennedy Smith. Do you remember that mm, guy? Yeah. Is it Michael Kennedy Smith? Something like that. Michael or Patrick. I mean, they're all trash. Yeah, they're all trash. And yeah. they all have compounds where they do bad things. Yeah. That's how it works. This is what happens when you give Irish people compounds. We don't, we're not <laughs> compound people. We should not have compounds. In the South, the Irish are compound yeah, people, like, and it's a very different look. In Boston, you don't, that's not, that's not what you do. You're like, I don't know, dude, it's a fucking compound. <laughs> Invite some chicks over, see what happens. Make a fucking sandwich. <laughs> I don't know. Something. He's not uh, wrong. Not wrong. All right. All right. Someone gave the Kennedys a compound. Look what happened. Look what happened. All right, people. Camille? Yeah, my voice is He's not long Twitter. for this is not long for this the, world. So I probably got to shut up in. soon. The edible kicked in. Yeah. In <laughs> Just fucking looking at space. <laughs> yeah. Hey, done speaking any, of looking at space. <laughs> speaking of looking at space, Camille. Before yeah. we go. Before we go, is there anything you'd like to talk about to oh, our yeah. listeners? Well, well, this is the real question. <laughs> I mean, did you guys do your you homework? Did you actually watch the thing that I produced? Did you tell me to watch that when I'm on the Q train? I don't. That's I, fine. I, I had I'm, to. I'm I told you to watch it poop, several days after so. it came out. My expectation is you've seen it already, and it's, it's just watched, out of a. I watched the, tra- the trailers are really well done. Trailer, yeah, super it's good true. Trailer, good trailer. Yeah. So you're saying you haven't watched any of the episodes yet? I don't need to. The trailer is really <laughs> strong, and I don't want to ruin it. I embed trailers. them right there in the weekend posts yeah. that you read okay. very, very closely. Yeah. Um, well, so I, well, I'll uh, just say that, yes, Dispatches from the Well, the extraordinary show that uh, Moynihan and Welsh had a cameo in, and that's apparently the only yep. part of the show they're actually in interested the trailer. in. Um, yep. You can flip to the index, saw names, went to the part. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> well, you Washington can watch the latest at, yeah, episode, the, back of the, book, yeah. the latest installment of the, of the series in which I took a trip to New Mexico to visit the Santa Fe Institute. I am particularly proud of this episode. I think it is uh, a, a uniquely high quality um, uh, inclusion in the series and perhaps the high watermark so far, but that's fine because there's only been three episodes and it does in fact get better. Um, but I, I just want like to, I like, to, I like to binge watch just so you know. Oh, okay. So I you're going to watch, watch, you're going to watch He's all for like all seven hours of me. Like at yeah. the end. At, I can imagine at Thanksgiving. That. Yeah, that's, that's the Lions game. <laughs> We're gonna watch the Detroit Lions <laughs> and watch good. Camille for a little bit. That's the plan. Don't. But eat yeah, I gotta watch done. it. Yeah. I gotta watch it not cause, just because you're my friend, but because um, I want to watch it. And um, I I did really love the trailer, and and I want to see the work of our uh, friend uh, Jason, who uh, produced, directed, and I think Jason's an incredibly well, good give Well, don't give him too much credit. I mean, I did, I did, you know, the heavy lifting, um, the pretty face. Um, <laughs> That's absolutely untrue. I mean, I had to do the interview. <laughs> I mean, it's literally untrue. I mean, no. I'm the one who's you, like, you know what? Hire Jason. Jason's pretty good. I did that. Yeah. So that just, but, but if it, we're going to do credit, he, just start with me, yeah. and then we'll get to okay. Jason. You know, if that would, fucking footage was in your house, First of all, it would never come out. Second of all, <laughs> it, it, would, it would just be, it would be a 10-hour <laughs> interview of you falling asleep on Jane Goodall. Which would be pretty good, be like, actually. That's exciting. Even that's when you describe bad. it that way, it's pretty good. Um, pretty but no, it's it's really, really you, great. Um, I'm grateful to David Krakauer and the rest of the team um, at SFI for making time. Um, and Oscar uh, making time over the course yes, of two, yeah. over the course Not of two good. separate um, <laughs> conversations, and this is the episode where I got to sit at the Cormac McCarthy desk and stuff. So it's it's uh, it's really cool. And that's it. All right, we'll go watch go it. watch it. Damn it! Yeah, and tell and your comments on, on the comments on the on the on the post, and then I'll steal all your comments when Camille asks me if I've watched it. And I'll be like, oh yeah, I love the bit when you sat at that dude's desk. <laughs> 
note to uh, self. While we're at it, can I plug myself? Comedy. Yeah, plug, 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 yeah. plug. MK Hammer. MK Hammer. I am at MK Hammer. At <laughs> MK Hammer Time mm. on Instagram. Okay, yes. Yeah, and I have a podcast called Getting Hammered, and we're I'm just gonna, you know, we're decolonizing yes. the fifth column, and I want you guys to just come on over. Just come on over to me. <laughs> yeah. D fifth column. Is it on Substack though? It's not on Substack. It's on all the other places. Lose, you're and it's and it's with wow. uh, Vic Mattis. Right? Yes, and it's goofball and it's fun, and you guys will enjoy. But yeah. you, know, you all have room for many podcasts. No, you don't. I mean, as long as you're just paying for one. <laughs> yeah, no, my, mine's mine's free, so. Okay, then go yeah, listen. Go, go, go. Yeah, go, 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 you can go, go, go listen. You can go subscribe. Now, go listen to it now. Go subscribe. Yeah. Totally, totally cool. Yeah. yeah. You guys aren't losing anything. No. The nothing. pie is just getting bigger. I like a bigger pie. I like a very... Okay, let's go. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. 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 new methods of attack. The Trojan horse.